Tatiana de Rosna, or nay, Rosna. Okay, okay, close enough. I feel like I want to say Tatiana Rose. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Speaking of Rose. I feel like I miss you guys. Go ahead, Lynn. <laughs> random slide in there, Rhea. Right. <laughs> um, today's podcast is going to be attributed to One Hope Red Blend. This bottle goes to helping reunite veterans with a sense of purpose after disaster relief um it has notes of allspice cocoa and clove and raspberry too oh mm. that sounds good so, sounds pretty drink dry. up one hope yes we love one hope man i just just so so much satisfaction knowing that they get back yes that's true that's very true is very it dry true. man no oh, okay. it's not your level of sweet yeah but it's not my level of dry. So it would meet us in a happy middle. Got it. All right. Let's get started. Okay, so we're going to get started before or after you shove food in your mouth. I'm going to eat ice cream right now. <laughs> um, so I guess we can start with the book, which was so emotional for me. Yeah. It was such um, a great story. And even though it was fiction, I ended up just doing some random searches to find out that the French did have so much influence and that there was a population of um, the Jewish community that was treated this way because by the French, which is surprising because they're, you know, considered themselves to be so liberal a lot. But at any rate, I don't think I knew that the French was even involved at all. So it was a nice little history lesson for me. Yeah, it just was so sad. But it was, it did speak to people being able to really endure. I mean, of course, if you're starving, you're not getting food, blah, blah, blah. Some people aren't going to make it. But those that were able to endure and just press on and just like never give up. I mean, I think that story in itself is something that, you know, we need to hold close even now in the times that we're going through, you know what I mean? In, In our country. So I think that just being able to, Know what's going on around you, but still press on, um, I think speaks volumes, especially in this story. I think um, even though it didn't show Sarah's struggle as she got older, they just talked about it, but it didn't we didn't actually see her go through. Um, it, it does give light to mental health. Um, you never know what someone's going through or not telling you what they're going through, you know, so. I think that's what I took away from it. Like, you never know. You are so right, because she pretty much lived, uh, I don't want to say fate, but like a, a cover-up life, even after giving birth to a kid and getting married. And from the outside, it probably looked like she just had this perfect life, but mm-hmm. she was so unhappy. And there was no, she just, she could not get over what happened with her brother, which, I mean, I don't. There's no way I could get over that either. Yeah. When I was reading the book, um, I remember her like coaxing her brother into the closet. And I was like, "Eh, I don't think that's a good idea Mm -hmm. as an adult reading it and knowing what happens like with the roundups. But but like as a kid with her mentality, I mean, she was like, here's a safe place. I'll be back in a couple of hours like this will hold you over with that. 
instinct to protect her brother as a kid and me as an adult reading it or in a situation was thinking, don't do that because you don't know when you'll come back. But I completely understood what she was coming from as a kid and wanting to protect her brother. But my heart just dropped when she like he went in the closet. It was like, no. Right. You almost knew what was happening. I, I think yeah. it also speaks volumes to I mean, and she talked about this a lot in the in the book. Um, how much we try really hard to shelter our children from what's really going on in life. Um, although, you know, her dad was devastated just as well. It is, I, I did see this kind of, you know, it's right. Like if she kind of knew what was going on around her, she may not have done that. She may have said, you know, we're just going to stay close together. Whereas I don't necessarily, of course, think that they knew they were going to be rounded up and killed. You know, they thought they were going to be rounded up and sent somewhere, but I don't think they at that time realized that they were going to be killed. Um, But had she known even an inkling of what was going on around her, things could have turned out so much differently. So I I think about that a lot when you even think about, again, I keep referencing um, our country at this time, just making sure that, you know, you think even at a young age, you don't want them to be clouded. You don't want to ruin their fairy tale world, but um, you got to let them know what's going on so they can protect themselves. And I think that's what I struggled with, um, um, Rhea, is... um, when I first started reading the book, when they um, the, uh, the the little boy went in the closet, I was like, "Well, why would the mother allow him?" She knew that she was leaving. Period. And mentally, I was just like, "Wait a minute." So, why didn't you just say, "No, no, no"? Um, he has to come with us. Kind of, you know, I don't know. I, I I looked at it. I don't care if it was a day. He still needs to come with us. So I struggled with that in the beginning. Like I don't under I didn't understand that. That was pretty much my first note. And the book showed the mama just kind of being out of it. Like she was the one that really just didn't have a handle on things. Remember, she's um, Sarah described her mom as like this weak zombie like woman. But you so I, I get what you're saying, because I would have been like, no, 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 no. He can't stay in the closet. Come on. He got to come with us because we don't know when we're coming back. Right. But you remember when he when she first put him in the closet, dad was hidden. So mom, I think, kind of went along with it because she figured dad could get could get to him. You know, dad was going to get back to that house and dad could get to him. Like, I just don't think, you know, she thought he was going to get caught. But at the moment that dad came out. Right. Right. He would have been like, wait a minute. Yeah. Right. He's in the closet. Like, we need to go get him. Right. And that's another thing they changed in the in the movie. Yeah. That didn't come out in the book. No. And neither the the. Um, Sarah didn't put her brother in the closet. He went because her, his mom told Sarah to go get her little brother, get dressed, get, you know, get your things. We, we're going to leave. And her brother was like, no, and then ran into the closet and she couldn't get him out. She's like, OK, well, fine. You're going to be here. I'm going to lock you in here. Blah, blah, blah. You'll be safe here. In the in the movie is when they changed it and have her put him there. Right. Or made that suggestion for her to go for him to go into the closet. So I thought that was a weird change. I didn't understand why. Maybe yeah. it made it more impactful for or hard for her to get over because maybe she felt at fault. Right. Versus like in the book, like he went in the closet and she was like, oh, OK, I'm gonna go with it versus right. the actual action of putting him in that closet to hide him. So right. maybe that was Correct. to touch on what you said about the mental health towards the end, like she right. get over it. That makes sense. That makes sense. So now that we've started talking about the movie, I mean, let's talk about the differences. Um, I, I thought for the most part it followed true to the movie. I don't I don't really have a lot of complaints about the changes. The only thing that I would say about the um, the book is that the book gave you a more historical perspective because 
she had the friends that was giving her the background and they sort of downplayed that interaction in the movie. Like in the book, do you remember the one guy that kind of spent a bunch of time giving her the history? She met up with him in the movie and he just kind of scrolled through the computer for her, but she really, they really didn't go into that whole dynamic that he, in the book where he describes so much of what was going on at the Belle de Ville. Um, for me, I really remember going to um, the Holocaust Museum as a kid living in the, the DMV area and how I was learning about it in school and it was just being told to me. And I'm definitely a visual learner. So when I went to the Holocaust, I remember seeing different sites of like the shoes piled up and different things and photos that just were ingrained in my brain. So when I was reading the book, I was using my imagination from what I pulled from like the museums and stuff. But when I got to see the movie, it was just so much more impactful to me because I'm a visual learner, like I said. But to see how when the two girls escaped, they were pulling off their clothes, the layers, and each layer was permanently marked with that star. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I guess for me, I always envision like, oh, the star would be on the outer layer of your clothes. But these, like they made sure it was on every piece and mm-hmm. article of clothing they had. So to me, that really like hit hard. I know that's kind yeah. of a broad statement, but the movie to me, those little pieces like made the story even more like tangible to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know yeah. what made it more tangible to me? It, it was so, I'm getting ready to drop down pretty low here. What was very, very um, eye-opening, I would say for me, is just being able to go through the motions and watch this movie. It really hit home on how um, slavery, not, I'm not going to ever say one was worse than the other um, because each group had our own things, but how systematic slavery was that, you know, for the Jewish community, they were all trash. You know what I mean? There was no one better than the other. There was no one color difference, no shade difference, no anything. So they were all as one unit treated as trash. And so coming forward to the other side of what they went through, they all came together to rebuild what was taken from them and are still on top. But when you compare it to slavery, where not only were we trash, we were trash, and then they got a nerve to say which trash was better than the other trash to pin us against each other. And we're still going through that because light versus dark, straight hair versus curly hair. You know what I mean? The colorism. Even, even, you know, even to me, as systematic as, you know, sports are, you know, you, you, your, your, your size and the, the cattle call. It's just so interesting to me when I think about, you know, I always think about, gosh, you know, how bad slavery was. You can't be black and not think about slavery. Right. But I always say, what I, I, I think I would have rather went through it this way, because at least when we came out, we wouldn't come out hating each other. We would come out loving each other because we were all treated so poorly. Mm-hmm. So, so it's interesting that you brought that up. Madita. It was real deep because um, I just finished reading this. I'm reading this book called The Caste System. And what they described in that book, and I know y'all, I'm going to the left. But the lady that wrote that book, she's reading all of these articles and stuff written by Hitler and his lead men. And what came out of that book is what came, what she read is that they modeled 
the Nazi system, that whole system, they modeled it after the American system of slavery. And that's how they came up with the whole system of how they were going to handle the Jewish community. And but what's really interesting is that they decided that they weren't going to go as extreme because they thought the Americans were too harsh. Now, hear what I'm saying. The Jewish community, I mean, the Nazis thought that the American system of slavery was too harsh. And when you listen to the way that they break down why it was too harsh, it has a lot to do with the whole pinning each other against each other, the breaking the people down and just instilling all the systematic racism so that it would continue for years. And then the one drop rule, like they were like, that's just way too harsh. They didn't believe that if you have one, if you have one drop or one person in your family that was Jewish, the whole family had to be Jewish and you all needed to die. Like they said the American system of slavery is too harsh. And when I read it, like I had to go back and reread it and reread it like, we are really got a messed up system here. Anyway, but that's why it's interesting to me that you noticed that because I just read that. Like what? Anytime the Nazis say that we're too harsh, it was bad. Yeah. (laughs) It was though. It's still bad. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's so many people in denial of it. And I'm like... That's very true. People are definitely in denial now, especially now. I had a client, still to the left, Jewish client, sweet lady. Um, She, you know, that that talk back and forth, you know, client to, you know, Mm -hmm. and she was saying how, yeah, you know, she was comparing um, Jewish people in general to... Black Lives Matter now, um, saying that they're they're treated badly now to some Jewish degree. people. Yes, um, you can just dis- you can end your discussion. Right yeah, now. so I was just I ended it with her also. <laughs> I educated her to a degree until I got I was like you know what this this can go that we can be here all day. Yeah, but it could also be that they were all killed and destroyed systematically, and so she's numb to it. Yeah, but the way she was describing, she was talking about mainly, I I don't want to go into detail because it's going to make me angry. So, but (laughs) uh, I'm just, she compared um, police brutality and being treated unfairly by police to her calling the police to her house because someone kept knocking over her statue in her yard and um, the police came out and was very oh yeah yeah, I'm sorry I didn't mean to keep I didn't mean to have you go into I'm sorry I do apologize so yeah yeah that's stupidity right there that just okay (laughs) so anyway back to the book and movie back to the book (laughs) right right um yeah there weren't a lot of changes that I can come I I have to complain about, but I don't know. What do you guys think? You know what? I didn't, I I actually wished that the, what was it? It was the police officer that actually let them go when they get, when they were going under the fence. Yeah. um, Yeah. Gave them money. And I thought that that was a little bit more significant than what actually happened because he really showed even more compassion by handing over money to them. And then, you know, that money was it for her. Like that was her passage. She was showing people telling the, uh, the, the couple, I have money, I can go. So that I was kind of mad that they took out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I forgot all about that. I did too. Yeah. Gold star for real. <laughs> no, oh, gold star to betray that train scene though when he put the money in the envelope so that because she didn't have the pass. I mean, mm-hmm. I like the way that they um, portrayed that compared to what we read in the book. I, I thought they did a good job with that because I was feeling kind of tense with that. Even though I knew what was going to happen, I just was nervous watching the movie for whatever reason. For for me, that particular part was I didn't feel it was real to a degree because you're sitting there. 
You hand two tickets in an envelope. The cops are sitting there and watch you hand these two tickets in an envelope. Where's the third ticket? Like, you stop and you look in the envelope and look at the person. And it's like, if I was a police officer and being as nosy as I am, I would have been like, oh, what's, what's, what's happening? Is that a ticket or what's going on? What's going on here? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. It's, I hear you. Me being super observant, I probably yeah. would have been like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. But I loved, I loved both book and movie. The small changes that they made we're fine. <laughs> Champagne's approved. What do you guys? I know. What do you guys think about the characters? The cast. Oh Let's talk about that. The cast. Because, um, what's the husband's name? Girl. That was supposed to be so debonair and blah blah blah. I was like, I when he walked in, I thought he was just a man showing her the house. <laughs> I did not realize that was the husband. I was so disappointed. Like, oh, okay. Well, they couldn't shave that up a little bit. Anyway. It was hideous. It was atrocious. It was absolutely hideous. I'm like, this is the man that every woman wants? What's going on? That he was cheating. Apparently, that's another change from the book. Oh, yeah. 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 Did he? So they didn't say he cheated in the movie, right? Not at all. He just didn't want... A baby. A baby. I, I can't remember. I don't know. I I honestly was picturing somebody that looks like Patrick Dempsey. Yes. Yes. Patrick Dempsey for me, or uh, like um, the guy from uh, like Gerard Butler, like um, big brass, kind of grizzly, but like suave at the same time. Right. But Patrick Dempsey was really in my head. Or the guy who's married to Sofia Vergara. I can't remember his name. Joe Bagiano. Oh, he's so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> you that scruffy on him looks good. Yes. Looks really yeah, good. This one was not. Mm, well, Bertrand? What was his name? Bertrand, yeah. Bertrand. Bertrand, I just looked him up. Yeah, I just, I don't even understand anything about why. <laughs> even he, his picture. He <gasps> looks atrocious. It's not attractive at all. <laughs> Yeah, so the casting, um, I think, I mean, I like the main character. I think she she did well. Um, I actually liked her daughter, but I wish they would have made her daughter more inquisitive in the movie. And the book, she really was like, so what's that? Is that her picture? Is that like she knew everything? And they were kind of bonding, sharing the story. (laughs) The movie, it was kind of like. That's actually the part I, I, yeah, I was going to say that's the part that I, the changes I don't like were the ones where they kind of pulled out her character. I mean, they took a lot of that interaction between mother and daughter out because that little girl was like on point. On it. She was like, I want to know. Did you find out yet? Let me know the detail. You know, she was all on it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Sarah, the the older version of Sarah, was absolutely gorgeous. She was very pretty. And the one who played her as a little girl was a twin. And she was really pretty too. Both of them. Oh, she was. Was it both? Both of them. Was it both of them in the movie or just the yeah. one? Both of them was in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was only Melusi. 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 However you say her name. Yeah. Say it again. <laughs> M e l u s maybe u e. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know anything about their characters, but I thought the little girl did a really good job. Great. I agree. Yeah, me too. I love all the casting besides, of course, the non-Devonair and suave husband. But other than that, I really like the casting. So I had not much to add to uh, this conversation. Yeah, the little little girl who played Sarah, it was twins, but they also had their sister, I think. And it also. Oh, cool. uh, And I don't even know what part she played. All of them were Sarah. 
basically. Oh, maybe her sister's sister probably sister one of the other kids in the um, the older kids there, maybe. Oh, no, it's two. It's just two of them, not three. I th- they just broke it up for some reason. Like that. It's weird how they broke it up. But the twins played, played Sarah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And I love the grandfather. Oh, um, yeah. Father. Like, I think they did great with that character. And I'm already uh, and in Mammy, love. Mammy or Mamie or whatever, the grandma. Yes. Mammy. Mammy. And I'm obsessed with um, the actor Mimi. who played Sarah's son, um, Aiden Quinn. I love him so much because I'm, I'm a big fan of Practical Magic, the mute, the movie. And he played in the movie and I love him. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not familiar with Aiden Quinn, so. Yeah, I mean, he's not cute, so he was. <laughs> I just. I didn't just, say he was cute. Yeah, but, you know, you show Sarah as this freaking gorgeous yes. person, and then... Well, <laughs> it shows her taste in men because her husband was not. Sure. And then the new love was not. But we Wait, her to her. who are you guys talking about? I'm talking about... I you're mixing people here. Son. I don't know who the new... I don't remember what the old husband looked like. Oh, wait, I, I'm talking about... Yeah a little mixed up here. Julia. Yeah, we're talking about different characters. My bad. Mm. Julia. Yeah, the main character. <laughs> Sarah's son, Aiden. Aiden, yeah. Well, his name, his real name is Aiden, yeah. His real name is Aiden, but what was William. the name? His name was William. Okay, William and Bertrone, or who I was talking about, the main character, Julia, does not have good taste in men. <laughs> 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 well, she would have good taste if he looked as the, the way they described him. True that. True. True that. I'm Sarah's sure. husband, I can't remember what he looked like. Who? Sarah's husband. No, her they son. Never, they never really said anything. No, I'm saying I can't remember what he looked like in the movie. Cause oh, he was old and he was, remember he was in, in, the, in a, like a hospital bed. He was old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's and right. he's an older man. So you don't know what he looked like when he was younger. They yeah. did have a scene when he was younger, though. Remember when she met him in the bar? She was at the table. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, but it was like blurry. I mean, he could have been cute. It wasn't horrible. <laughs> it wasn't like Julia's husband, so. I don't think anybody's going to get that bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, unless we go back to uh, the tattoo lady, because all the men in that movie was ugly, so sorry. <laughs> that were supposed to be really good looking. Yeah. Anyway, all right, so, right. I mean, you guys ready to rate this? I am. Yes. Okay. I can't it. A full glass that I'm drinking. That glass is not full. Not full. <laughs> yeah, let's not use that as the example glass. <laughs> it's like a sip glass. She's like, uh, I'm giving it a full glass. <laughs> That's not fancy. It can be. It can be. No, we don't. That's not what we're saying. Yes, really, because we've already gotten feedback that you tend to be drunk after every podcast. And Technically, I'm not sure if you can see how big this glass is. So a regular wine glass. It probably is a full glass, but these glasses that I believe came from champagne are like seven glasses of wine. Oh, I can like fit my fist in this glass. Exactly. And you're welcome. Yeah. So. <laughs> and thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I like to play on the size of the glass because I love large glasses, but <laughs> anyway. You like get two cups out of a bottle with that? Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I agree. I give it a full glass. Love the adaptation. I third that full glass 100%. I love the book, love the movie. Both very emotional. So grab your tissues. (laughs) I fourth that, which makes us have a full bottle. I love we have a full bottle. 
And me too. It's so rare that we all agree. Yeah, right? <laughs> so rare <laughs> that I always have to like, I don't want to tell end it. But, um, but yeah, so I'm glad we got the full bottle. It was a great story and a great movie. And, you know, check it out, y'all. You're going to love it. Yes, I agree. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Follow us on Read, Watch, Wine on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and go to our website at www.readwatchwine.com. Right, go to the website and check us out. Look good.